December 1985. Saturday, 21st of December. I never thought I would grow to love Aberyst with so quickly. I thought I was a London girl through and through, but the dark beauty of Wales by the sea has captivated my heart. So too has Daniel Pinchard. We woke up entwined this morning in my little hiatic room with its rather precipitous view of the paved seafront promenade below. A storm had raged all night, the waves smashing into the concrete wall of the prom throwing up giant jets of seawater that slapped against my windows. The Christmas lights strung on wires along the street lamps swung and clinked, and as the green, red and blue shone through the rippling water coursing down my window, they gave it a deliciously romantic feel. All through this, my dark and gorgeous Daniel was naked in my bed. He sleeps naked, which is something quite thrilling. He has a lithe, muscular body with a smattering of hair on his beautiful chest and stomach, and he has long chestnut hair almost to his shoulders. His eyes are a warm caramel colour, his lips full, his nose strong, and he always has a dark line of stubble on his square jaw. I'm hopelessly in love. When I was preparing to come away to university, my mother took me to buy a suitable nightie. This wasn't because she wanted me to look good in bed for future lovers. You'll be sharing a house with other girls, and it's whales, she shuddered thumbing through the racks of button-up-to-the-neck long nightgowns. You need to show your cosmopolitan, but not easy. Now do you want flame-proof? In case some amorous suitor attacks me with a blowtorch. Don't be so ridiculous, she snapped, marching off to the till with something long and frilly. As I lay in only my knickers and no bra watching Daniel sleep, I laughed at what my mother would think. The sea was now calm, and there was just the core of seagulls picking over the spoils thrown up by the storm and the drag of the waves on the shingle. I sat up and lit a cigarette. Daniel opened his eyes. Morning, Coco, he said, stretching out his long, agile body. It's so romantic after a storm, I said, as the sun began to shine through the window. Look at the sea reaching out to the horizon, glittering and smooth, infinite. You have the most excellent tits, said Daniel, sitting up and taking a drag of my cigarette. Daniel, I said, I was being romantic. So was I, he grinned. We've got three hours until we have to get the train back to London. Let's make the most of it. He leant over with a twinkle in his eye and stubbed out my cigarette, then pulled me on top of him. An hour later, we had dragged ourselves out of bed and I was packing my suitcase. Are the bananas still here? asked Daniel, pulling on his drainpipe jeans. I opened my door onto the landing and there was silence. The bananas are my housemates, Tanya, Tanya and Claire. They'd already caught trains home for Christmas. The smell of them lingered, though. A stench of hairspray catching in the back of my throat with a sting. They're all banana-armor mad and have their hair done accordingly, which involves discharging a whole can of Aquanet Superhold on their wet hair whilst blow-drying furiously. I've asked Daniel if I should try mine this way, but he says he loves my blonde hair long and natural. Anyway, which banana would you be? he asked. Tanya is Karen, Tanya is Sarah, and Claire is Siobhan. There's nothing worse than being second banana, let alone fourth. He had a point.